In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. G'day all, welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast for NRL Supercoach round 15 where we answer the SC Playbook subscriber questions. I drop my updated trade plans, skippers, what's changed uh, this week. Crazy, crazy week of Supercoach. We had we got through two really difficult buy rounds where people were strapped for numbers. This week was meant to be Back to a bit of normality with one team on the bye, being the North Queensland Cowboys, and then the rest of the competition available. So squads were good, no dramas, happy days leading into the next major buy round. Uh, it's been anything but with all the big doggies going down. Nathan Cleary gone for six weeks. Dylan Brown stood down by the NRL. He's now unavailable for selection. Dave Fafida has been rested by the Titans, also misses next week. Cody Walker, niggling injury, uh, didn't finish training the other day. Believed to be okay, but waiting for more word on that. Jack DeBellin, also out for any of his owners. Just a crazy, crazy week. Uh, normally, I'd be starting with the questions. I'm going to start with my trade plans uh, and what's happening this week, just because I think that'll probably answer a lot of questions or at least my thoughts around what a lot of the questions I anticipate will be. So... Let me start with it, and my trades I am eyeing off at this stage are Nathan Cleary to Mitchell Moses and potentially, probably also Dylan Brown to Britton Nicara. Now, a few people out there going crazy, wait on Mitchell Moses because you could get picked for origin. Here is my plan. So I am thinking Nathan Cleary... Definitely a sell in my eyes, missing as, as long as he is. Mitchell Moses, I don't think will get picked for origin. He may. He, he absolutely may, but I don't believe will. I think Nico Hines will be the Blues 7. Let's say Mitch Moses does get picked as the Blues 7 uh, and Nico is, you know, off the bench again, or 18th man or something. Regardless, let's say Mitch Moses gets picked. We'd, he's got a very low break even, so he's going to make money. He has a great matchup this week against the Bulldogs at, Acor Stadium. Then he misses round 16 if he gets picked for the Blues. He'll be available round 17, where, again, has a nice matchup there in a week where numbers will be tough. It's against the – who's he got? The Dolphins. So then Dolphins missing you know players to injury, suspensions, a few other things. Uh, so happy with him there. He then has the buy around 18. Now, here is my thinking. If he does get picked for origin, 
I still have a bloke with a break-even of 14 who's going to make a bit of cash and has a really high ceiling with two great matchups, and he does on any given week, Mitchie Moses. We saw even a couple of weeks back 130 on South Sydney, who have one of the best defence in the NRL. So if he does get picked for origin, then the attention turns to Nico Hines down the track. So Nico, great matchup this week, but then misses – sorry, he doesn't have a great matchup this week. Melbourne, Melbourne, it's a tough one. Next week, he's presumably unavailable due to origin, round 16. Round 17 has the buy, so if he gets picked for the Blues, he plays one of the next three weeks. Round 18, he has the Dragons, a matchup that earlier in the year, I think we would all remember, he put 180 points on in 73 minutes in his first game of the season. In which case, a bloke you obviously want for the run home, Nico Hines, I would look to probably flip Mitch Moses to Nico Hines for that week because Parramatta have the buy in round 18. So I'd go Moses to Nico Hines round 18, who would, you know, would then be missing likely around 19 due to origin, uh, but then comes back for games against the Warriors and Seagulls, and obviously you just want him for that run home. So that's what I'm thinking around halfback. And then the other trade of Dylan Brown to Britton Nicara. Look, it, we, we, a lot of questions. How, you know, how long is Dylan Brown going to be out for? Is there a chance next week? We don't know. It's going through the courts. You know, I don't want to sort of deliberate on any of that because I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, and even they don't know because it hasn't gone through the court yet. So I see merit in, in holding Dylan Brown for a week just in case he does become, gets made available. It seems highly unlikely at this stage, but... If you can cover him well enough and you don't really need him this week, I get it. And I'm still sort of half thinking about it. The Probably the issue is that with Cody Walker in a bit of doubt, and hopefully we get more news about it, but anyone running a Cody Walker-Dylan Brown combination, which would be a lot, would mean that if you were to hold Brown, so they play Monday, the Bunnies play game four of the week. You know, you could be running without a 5-8 and be left pretty short. So... I am looking at this stage at flipping Brown to Nicara. Britton Nicara was sort of between him and Johnny Bateman. And like them both, I just like Nicara playing in a gun sharky side. I think they've got a lot more points in them than the Tigers do. Tigers are certainly turning a corner and looking good. But, I mean, the reality is against Canberra last weekend, they were scoreless after about 68 minutes and scored their only three tries when Tommy Starling was in the bin. Sharkies, humming. They're just... I really like what they're doing this year, at least in attack. Their defence has been a bit leaky, but that doesn't really concern me from a super coach perspective. So toughish matchup, pretty tough matchup with Melbourne this week, but Nicola plays 16 and 19, the two, next two major buy rounds. He's basing 47 this season. He's locked into 80 minutes a week. He has that attacking upside, and I just think he's a quite a safe bet. So those are the trades I'm eyeing off. I do think David Feeder is a sell. On any other given week, I'd be selling, and I almost still found a way to do it this week. But there's just too much else going on because we are trading guns such as Nathan Cleary, you know, potentially Dylan Brown if he comes back later in the season, Nico Hines, who I need to get back into my side at some stage or another, Latrell Mitchell will obviously be on the radar post-origin period. I think, you know, there's four basically off the head, top of the head that will need to come in post-origin period. So if you're trading Dave Fafita now, uh, he'd be another one you'd need to get back. I just do think at 900K with that massive break him is what, about 150, that, you know, he could come back, he mixes this week, he mixes next week, could easily break him near 149. 
could easily play limited minutes again uh, in round 17 and round 20, the games post-Origin. So I think, yeah, he's, he's absolutely a sell. And, and to be honest, if he's named on the bench post those Origin weeks, uh, I'll probably sit him outside my 17 ideally. But, you know, there's three teams on the bye, so it's an awkward one. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, a good little pod play, <clears throat> antipod play, I should almost say, to, to get rid of David Fafida. Uh, but, yeah, the way I see it is I'm going to cop the price drop uh, over the – Coming weeks, hopefully he does play around sort of 17, plays decent minutes and 18, etc., and scores well enough. But as I said, he will be with someone more back in post-origin. So I'll save the trade there. But as I said, if there wasn't more carnage going on elsewhere with big-name players, uh, I can certainly understand. I would be selling. And sorry, with that uh, trade-out of Dylan Brown, Josh Schuster would be switching down to 5'8 for me as my backup to Cody Walker. Again, super coach just never easy, is it? So <laughs> becomes a little bit awkward in that used to be my backup. He plays before Cody Walker at eight PM Friday night, whereas Cody plays the next game on Saturday at three PM. So there'll be one major squad cut for the punnies, but if, if Cody was to be cut at the final teams, it'd still be short of five eight. Just a t- tough, tough week. Life would be so much easier if Manly would be playing after the bunnies. Anywho, so uh, I'll also quickly touch on my sit v start this week. Uh, I'll be playing my centres will be Garrick, Toto, Johnston, Lemuelu, Joey Martin is on my bench. Uh, so my bench this week will be I'm going to start Dream Buller because I think I'm going to make him my vice captain tonight against the Titans. My captain at this stage will be Cody Walker pending any news around uh, his fitness and availability. So I like him. If there is a bit of doubt any in, or genuine doubt, there hasn't been much information as such so far. So if there is, uh, I might even flip my captaincy to Mitchie Moses. Bench, James Tedesco, Joey Manu, Harry Grant and Britton Nicara. Uh, my back row will be Hopgood, Preston, Ellie Katoa. I'm going to sit Zach Hosking this week. His minutes have been okay the last two weeks, however. Four forward bench. The Panthers, including Jamin Salmon and Liam Martin. So I don't want to sell Hosking this week because he, I think next week with Martin, Yo, and a stack of others out due to origin, I think he plays 80 minutes on the edge. <clears throat> At very least, you know, 60 to 65, where he'll be a very valuable number for us. So hold him till then and then likely look to flip him, you know, around 17 or 18, probably around 18 because he should get big minutes in that week after Ogin as well with, again, those players backing up from the big game. So, yeah, I don't really want to play Zach Hosking because I'm really not sure what his minutes are going to be this week. So sitting him, uh, and, yeah, that's how we're looking at this stage. Tying in nicely those trades to the first question from James. Hey, Tim, thoughts on Brown and Fafida to Bateman and Britton Nickerup via Josh Schuster. Love that, mate. Uh, I think Johnny Bateman is, to be honest, Probably just as good a buy as Britain Nicara. I like the attacking upside of Nicara, but Bateman's got a, um, sort of some decent attacking upside of his own. Basing probably a little bit more than Nicara in his 80 minute games. He's also got that great matchup with that I've sort of raved on about last week, running at Jaden Campbell in the halves. So massive try scoring opportunities there. He doesn't run that sort of hard line that I think could expose Jaden Campbell. He, he sort of gets his attacking stats in, in other ways, but. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good trade. And Bateman still certainly on my radar for next week, even after a price rise. So him and I still think Isaiah Papali'i remains a solid trade-in if you need the extra 100K as well. Next question from JL. Which trade to prioritise this week? Fafida to Nikara or Dillbags to Cody? 
I would say dual barracks to Cody. Now, I sort of spoke about it before, but I know Brown, small chance that he plays next week, but, you know, you wouldn't imagine so. Um, Fafida isn't playing, so he's not going to hurt you either with that big break even. Nika has got a break even of 90, so he'll drop a bit of cash. Cody's got the matchup with the Dragons. So, you know, there's there's a potential 150 sitting in that, whereas Nikara might plug away and get his 60, 70, 80. So of the two, the, the deal bags to Cody trade for me. From Tommy Adams, which trade is the biggest priority? For feeder, deal bags, or Cleary? I think it's going to be Cleary. Cleary's out for six weeks. Uh, taking up a stack of cash, I guess they all are, but we know he's gone for ages. Deal bags potentially comes back at some stage. For feeder... You know, at least Fafita's fit and healthy and playing. So, yeah, we'll miss the next two weeks, but I think so. He goes on to say, I currently have Moses and Walker as my other half, so I was thinking I can go Cleary to Hines and run Moses and Hines alternating through Origin, sell D Fafita Bateman and deal with Dilbaos later. I'd be a little cautious on running Moses and, and Nico Hines. What if Mitchie Moses gets... No, 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 sorry, that's probably that's a bit harsh. I was going to say that if Moses gets picked for Origin and Nico's 14, which is possible, you wouldn't have a halfback. But next week, that's fine. We only get their top 13 scoring players for us anyway. So then the following week, obviously, Mitchie Moses plays round 17. Nico doesn't. Round 18, Moses doesn't, but Nico does. So it's viable, but you know, you're know you also running the risk of restings post-Origin and a few other things. So look, I, I personally don't think Nico is a buy until round 18 because he plays one of the next three weeks. He's got a high break even, which is not the end of the world because we know he can hit it, but he's playing against the Storm down in Melbourne. Like it's it's not a great matchup for him. We know he can score well against him. Break even at 107. I, I'd be waiting on that one. So, yes. Question from Deadly. If I just do Dylan Brown, a lot of Dylan Brown questions to Britton Nicro. Who do I use my last two reserves on? Horsburgh, Preston, Hosking, Garrick, or Taruva? I would be going Horsburgh and Preston, locking that safe sort of 50 to 60. Any attacking stats can bolster that to about 80 or 90. If Garrick was on the wing, I would definitely be playing him and I'd probably go Horsburgh and Garrick, but at centre, I don't love it as much. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go any two of those three. Just depends if you want to chase the, the big upside with Garrick, but especially as I said, at centre, I don't love it. So I'd be going Horsburgh and Preston. And because Garrick is so highly owned, I know it's a little bit scary with a decent matchup against the Dolphins, but it is a good any pot opportunity to sit him. And if he does score 30 or 40 at centre, which you've seen him do on a few occasions before, uh, then it might pay off for you. Here's a really good question from Rowan. Is going Dylan Brown to Munster this week a decent pod plan overall, or does he not play enough games during Origin? I don't mind it. He's 686K, break even 138, so plenty of money to drop. However, as I've said a few times before, Melbourne have a great draw for their Origin players in that they had two buys in round 13 and 19 they'd be missing anyway. So, as I said, we've all got pretty good numbers for round 16, or most of us should, and be able to cover it pretty well. So, he's getting to a more affordable rate even with that big break even. Melbourne aren't going that well. So he'll he'll really want him and probably needs to back up most games. Melbourne do play the Saturday after Origin 2 and 3, so it's the three-day turnaround. So does he rest? I mean, potentially. I'd be, I'd be guessing, but as I said, Melbourne need to win games. They're, they're not in luxurious position sitting sort of top two. So I, I actually don't think it's too bad a play. Just do your math and, and check how your numbers are in round 16 and 19. 
And if you think that you covered well enough, then, yeah, maybe you, you don't need someone like a Mitch Moses and you go with, with Cam Munster, who will also be a keeper till the end of the season. So not a bad play. Question from Sammy. Hey, brother, should I or shouldn't I captain Jared Croker this week? Mate, lock and load on Toots for his 300. He's going three-figure score this week, potentially four-figure. He could score that many tries, kick that many goals when the Raiders put 80 on the wires, so lock it in. Um, but in all serious, for anyone who doesn't get the humour there, do not captain Jared Croker. But let's go, the big fella. Guys, if, you are, if you're struggling with your punting, struggling to control your gambling at the moment, I think there's probably a lot of listeners out there who, whether they care to admit it or not, probably are a little bit. I think we, we've all... Not all of us, but I think plenty of us have been there at one stage or another, myself included, where you sit there and go, just put a bit too much on that same game multi or why did I do that stupid little first try score a bet uh, on top of my multi and wasted a bit too much money and the bank account's a bit sore of a Monday morning. No shame in it whatsoever. As I said, plenty of us are in it together. Uh, there's help available. We had Gareth White and his team from CCAL uh, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Really great interview with him and very grateful that he came on. Great man out there to help people uh, in this situation. And from that interview, we had a, a stack of SC Paybook listeners reach out to him and, and have a chat to him uh, to get themselves back on track and a little bit more control of their punting. The feedback's been fantastic and People have come from all around the country, Queenslanders, New South Welshmen, even someone from WA reached out. So, you know, you can meet up with him locally if you're around the Sydney region. You know, if you're further away, just give him a quick little buzz. Take that step, and I don't think it's a, one that you'll, you'll regret doing. So to get in contact with him, you can hit him up on Instagram at Seekle Gambling. That's Seekle, C-E-C-A-L Gambling. You can email him at gareth.w at seekle.org.au or... Give them a buzz on 02-9559-4013. Question from Dylan. Who would you trade out for Moses, Cleary or Brown? And if Brown, would you stash Cleary until he returns? I would trade out Cleary because he's gone for that six weeks. You know, particularly if Penrith is still flying by that point, which let's face it, they probably will be, they're Penrith. There's every chance that, you know, they don't rush him back, no need to. So... Who knows if he'll be six weeks, eight weeks. Probably It's meant to be around that ballpark six-week mark, but just missing a lot of footy. Dylan Brown, Dylan Brown could be going for the season. Who knows? Uh, not, my, not my position to, to take guesses, but he could also be back by next week, potentially, whereas we know Clear is out for six weeks. So I would be moving Clear first. I do know that the spy is contemplating the idea of holding on to Cleary. So I don't agree with it, but... He's also running a bit lower on trades than I am. He might have two or three less at this stage. So in that sense, that's why he's thinking, oh, he's got a lot of gun plays he needs to get back, like we all are going to, and that's why. Question from Adam Murphy. This is a tough one. Final two reserves from Ponga, Jerome Hughes, Jacob Preston or Joey Manu. Mate, really difficult. I'd probably lock Preston in as the secure one in that punch that can punch out your 50 to 60 safety net. I do normally chase the high upside, but I just think Ponga's match up against Brisbane. I think Brisbane are going to be really up for this game, could do a bit of a job on the poor old 90s. So a bit reluctant on Ponga, plus adding the injury concern. Jerome Hughes, don't mind him as a play. Firstly, you're in a good position. Good four reserves to be choosing from, so cheering. Uh, don't mind the huge play, but the Sharkies, 
disappointing loss for them at home last week, so they couldn't show up. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Joey Marnie. I know it's against Penrith, but he's playing 5'8". He scored poorly last time, but no clearly for Penrith. Uh, it is a home game for the Roosters, and Joey, I think he can accumulate some decent stats. So I'd lean towards Preston and Manu, but honestly, you can make a very strong case for all four of those blokes. Another really good question from Billy. Trade Walsh to Jareem Buller. Walsh with the matchup against the Knights, but with Buller playing round 16 and the money incoming, is it worth it? Cheers. Far out, that's hard, because... I, if I owned Reese Walsh, he'd be my captain this week. For all the mentions I just, reasons I just mentioned, I think Brisbane do a job on the nights, and I think Walsh, origin confidence, Broncos full strength, that's Suncorp. I think he's a great option. But Jareem Buller, he's projected to make another 100K this week. He's putting up keeper scores week after week, plays around 16 and 19, weeks that he Walsh misses. Yeah, mate, I think you'll get Buller in. I mean... I don't think he's a season-long keeper, but tell you what, he hasn't put a foot wrong. The Tigers are only getting better, I think. So, yeah, I'd pull the trigger on that one, but it's a tough one. I think when you add up the fact that, you know, Walsh misses 16 and 19 and Buller plays them, and obviously Buller has the buy around 17, but there's only three teams on the buy, so should have decent coverage for him there. If you, if you were to add up the projected points for those two over the five-week period and the cash difference it'd be strongly in Buller's favour. So, I, yeah, I think that is the play. And for it to go wrong, Rishi Walsh should have to go really big this week. Question from Hobbsy. Looking at the Sharks outside backs, who would your value play be out of the four? I not I don't know if you'd call it the value play because he's still pretty expensive, but I think Ronnie's the man. Molly Carlo, 660K. Look, look for their draw. So Melbourne tough on this week. Then they play the Bulldogs, and they'll be near full strength minus Nico next week, likely, uh, in the origin week. They have the bye. Then they have the Dragons, the Tigers, the Warriors, the Seagulls. It's a great draw upcoming. And I just think Mully Taylor, he hasn't cracked 100 this season, but he's had one score under 50, and that was all the way back in round one when he scored nine points in round one. So he's just looking good. Seif is feeding him great ball. Nico plays both sides of the field. Moyes is playing great. So... It's really hard because you make a great case for all of them. Now, he dropped he dropped 35K last week and he's dropped about 60K in the last two weeks. So if you're still at 730K, value play, I'd look elsewhere. But I think Molly Tarlow is the play. I will. I touched on it on beers and break-evens during the week, but Jesse Ramian, his base hasn't been at its best this season. But the last three weeks, it's gone back to 41, 37, and 45. So great numbers there. He's definitely value at just 509k. So he's a cheeky one as well. Then we look at Seifar. Seifar's at, he's pretty expensive, 689k in serious form, mate. You can make great cases for all of them, but if I'm picking one, it's Mulitalo. And with the higher break even, it's one that could wait till next week. I do think he's probably a keeper to the end of season, Mulitalo, whereas I think uh, Ramian probably isn't. He's more of a buy coverage play. So the, the Molly Tarlow, even in difficult matchups in the back end of the this season when we've got pretty stuck CT dubs, he's that great play based on matchup sort of player. So uh, I think Molly Tarlow is the play there. Question from Will Sampson. Love the pod yesterday, mate. Thank you, Will. Question, head-to-head focused. Brown straight to Munster. Jaw sucks, though. Alternative is Pod Brimson. Yeah, good, good point. And, and guys, definitely encourage head-to-head questions. Uh, in the 
when you do drop your questions in the team advice thread of the, the SC Playbook WhatsApp groups because, as we know, we it was sort of I personally and the Playbook potties more often than not focused towards overall players. Uh, just do highlight in future whenever possible, head-to-head focus question as Will's done. Because Cam Munster, he misses 16 and 19, but who cares if you're a head-to-head player? Uh, they aren't very relevant weeks. In fact, if your settings are on bias for those weeks, it doesn't matter at all. So, yeah, I, I love for head-to-head players the, the Cam Munster move. The pod Brimson uh, mentioned, I've seen this go up a couple of times this week. With that bloke's injury history, you can't do it. Like it's maybe in time, but let's just see him string a few games together before locking in that one. Question from John. Raiders and Tigers are morals this week. Here, here. One of them are anyway, the mighty Raids. Thoughts on blow trades. Fafita to Bateman, sweet. And then Dillbags to Meany. Brackets. I want to sark over with his ownership around 50%. I feel like I need to grab Meany as a pod. Look, I will say firstly that don't be too concerned about the the, the ownership. Like I've said before, but when you're going for players and, and you want a pod, go for a pod play because you generally think they're going to outscore the opposing person. I, I'm not... I'm not of the mindset that you do it because the others are at higher ownership. If they're at higher ownership, it's probably for good reason because they're killing it. So if you think Asako outscores Meany when factoring in the extra 100K that he costs, just get Asako. Uh, but if you genuinely believe Meany outscores Asako, then get Asako, uh, get Meany, I should say. Question from Dylan Mullen. Captain Nico versus the Storm in Melbourne for his safer floor or go more risky and Captain Moses against the Bulldogs? Definitely see him getting more ball without Brown, but I'm not sure if the change to the Paris spine will affect their attacking fluidity. Thanks, heaps. I, yeah, both fair plays. In the event that Melbourne really do bounce back from that performance against the Cowboys, and on the halfback podcast, both Sam and Jimmy were pretty keen on the storm. You know, Nico could go a bit lower. Moses, that huge ceiling, playing for an origin spot. As you said, I think he gets a lot more ball with Dill Brown out. So I like Moses in no way, shape, or form does that make Nico a bad player because, as you said, he's far safer and still has that upside. Look, at the end of the day, the Storm just conceded 50 to the Cowboys. So both great plays. I'd lean towards Moses, but there's not much in it. And plus, that's probably just me saying that as a non-Nico Hines owner. Really, another on fire today, crew, just quietly with the questions. From Miss Jane to Ripper. Head-to-head player here. Who are the holds and in what order are cells out of Cleary, Brown, Murray, and Fafita? Okay, Dylan Brown, killing it, but also a big part of his appeal was, aside from, yeah, scoring really well, of course, uh, the playing around 16 and 19, the buy coverage, which if he's not available, you know, takes a big leaf out of his book. So Brown, I would sell. Look, I'd still sell Cleary, but as a head-to-head player, the argument is there that if you can cover him fine, then, you know, he was already missing 16 and 19 anyway. So you could argue he's a hold. Dave Vafita, 100% hold. Uh, overall players are selling because he doesn't help us in round 16 and 19. Sure, he'll drop some cash, but you know you also want him back in later. So you're using two trades to get rid of him. So hold on to him. So I'd hold Fafita, sell Brown, probably sell Cleary. Cam Murray, <sighs> there's no value in him. 
to be honest. At, like, what is he down about 500K, something ridiculous? Not playing this week, potentially Origin, but at the price, I think you'd nearly. Camo's a bloke I will want in my side post Origin period. Bunnies also have the buy around 20 as well. So, yeah. Murray, you could argue, is a hold, but. If you're skimping on trades a little bit and you're running a bit low, you can nearly hold for feeder in Cleary. One that hasn't been spoken about this week, uh, certainly on, on the SC Playbook podcast, beers and break-evens, uh, all over the shop, is Will Pensini. With Mitchie Mo with Brown out and Mitchie Moses obviously running the show on that right edge, Right edge will get more ball, you, you would have to think. And, and Will Pantini's down to a very affordable 564K. Has the great draw. He has his last score all season is 38. Now, I spoke about him earlier in the year and sort of said when people were flocking to him that he doesn't have the high ceiling, which I think he's sort of shown this year that he doesn't. He hasn't scored over hasn't scored a ton despite having a great season, but he's been rock solid averaging 61. High score of 98. Second highest score after that, you're going down to 74 points. But it's a good draw, potentially gets a lot more ball uh, with Brown out and Moses on the right on his edge. So just a little sneaky one, particularly at a bit more value than probably a few of the other people we're tossing up there. Now, to get into a few rapid-fire questions to wrap up the podcast for this week, question from Adam, is it crazy to trade Manu to Asako? Yeah, I think it is, mate. Manu plays round 16. Asako doesn't. Manu, look, he's still a gun in my eyes, and he's so – what's his price at? Asako's like – Asako's very spenno. He's almost 800K. He So 791. And then we go down to Joey Manu. Manu's all the way down at 600K. So he's costing nearly 200K to trade Joey Marty to Osaka. So, yeah, don't rate that one. Question from Paul. Who is the best option for deal bags? As I own Cody Walker, mate, I'll scrap that. We've had a lot of questions around that one. Sorry. Question from Ayo. Tapani, Harris, Preston, Garrick, Marju, Lemuelu, Manu, which three miss out? Side is looking good just quietly. Mate, I would go... Honestly, you could chop and change. You'd ask a million people this question and they'd probably all have a different answer. Um, maybe a thousand might not be feasible to do it with a million, I wouldn't imagine. But I would go Garrick because he's playing centre. I'd, like, I'd sit him out. I would sit out probably Torhu Harris down in Canberra and Greg Marju. Um, you know, really tough question. I just think Marju, again, I, I'm – said it before, but I'm back in, back in Brisbane to do a job uh, on the night. So I think Marsha's opportunities may be limited, but yeah, you're very well placed, put it that way. Question from Luke Ricks. Brown to Buller, or have I missed the boat and better anti-spot at this point? You haven't missed the boat, mate. He's about to make a ton of cash. Potential keeper. I don't think he is, but potential keeper the way he's going. Plays around 16 and 19, so yeah, not too late. The way I see it, Buller post Bunny's buy in round 20, you could nearly make money going down to Latrell Mitchell the way Bull is going. So I'm eyeing that one yeah, after the Bunny's buy in round 20. Question from Steve. Dill Brown and Isaiah Cotola Bateman and Ronaldo Mulitalo via Jules. Lock that one in. Question from Krusty. I have Cook and Sonny Luke in hooker. 
Should I be looking to move Sonny on this week and hold the Cleary Brown carnage trades till next week? Or leave Sonny and get the money from Brown this week. Other five eights are Shustup, Manu, and Katoa. All of that is fine in the sense that, you know, if you can cover, like, say, Cleary and Brown this week and you're happy with it, what do you got? So you'd have two five eights, Schuster and Manu. It'd mean you'd have to play Isaiah Katoa. I don't love that, especially the Dolphins with players out. I'd be looking to move on one of them. Um, but for anyone out there who can cover those boys easily enough this week, they don't have to be traded. And then ditto Sonny Luke. Yeah, you can move him this week, but he's not playing, so he's not going to cause you any trouble there, I don't think. So all of it can would I generally would say could wait till next week if you're happy with your side. But I'd be looking to shore up a key spot of halfback and, and bring one in there, a few jewels there to, as well to tinker around with. So not in a bad position. Alrighty, that's it for the Round 15 NRL Supercoach SC Playbook Question and Answer podcast. Wrapping that one up, uh, guys, good luck this weekend. As always, stay fluid, stay flexible, because who knows what news will come out in the next couple of days. Big watch on Cody Walker. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Have a ripper weekend, and let's go. Jared Croker and the Mighty Raiders. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 